This is episode 226 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guest, Derek Lemos. Plus, big Hollywood actor Jesse Eisenberg stops by. All of this and talk of film only on Bleak and Review. Welcome back to Politics Schmolitics, the most apathetic news podcast in the biz. I'm your host, Braden Richfolk, bringing you this week's top stories from the comfort of my expensive downtown loft apartment. Here are tonight's top stories. The stock market plummeted this week due to the increasing concerns surrounding the spread of COVID-19, also known as coronavirus, which is a funny name because there's also a beer called that. In order to correct this grave injustice, the federal government issued an estimated $1.5 trillion in short-term loans to stimulate Wall Street. This action has upset many progressives that I ironically follow on Twitter, most of whom cited that this kind of federal funding is only called socialism when the conversation is about Medicare for all, to which this reporter would reply, shut up, you're gay, and my father deserves his bailout. Coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic increased dramatically this week due to numerous cases, but the only interesting ones are about famous people. President Trump declined to be tested for coronavirus after one of those trips to Mar-a-Lago, and this is probably because he is not a pussy. Actor Tom Hanks, star of films such as Bachelor Party and The Man with One Red Shoe, also announced that he has tested positive for the virus. Sources confirm that this is also funny because he was once in a movie where he had AIDS, and that is also a virus. I cannot wait to post this correlation on Twitter. In other news, I think I'm going to go to Las Vegas with Tim and Dylan this weekend, and I'm hella pumped. When we went four months ago, I got super lit and did cocaine off of titties, which is a story I like to bring up in most social situations. This reporter has hope that he will not have to drive the whole time again because Dylan still hasn't renewed his license from his DUI and Tim is obviously going to be a little bitch. But what can you do? This has been tonight's top stories. Thank you once again for tuning into Politics Schmolitics. I've been your host, Braden Richfolk, and I have a lot to say about why men are funnier than women. Braden. Brayden, what the fuck are you doing in the studio? Uh, we're on lockdown. We're quarantined. I'm not worried about the virus because I like don't get sick ever. For reals, dude. I don't really care about any of that. Uh, good luck. You know, I wish you the best, but I'm not going to run a risk just because you think you're strong. Uh, and I will say you do not look healthy. I'm trying out a new diet where I only eat tree bark. All right. Well, that's stupid. And you should get the fuck out right now. Later. Ah, yes. Bleak and Review, Quarantine Edition. Welcome to the intro. I am Kevin Anderson. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, coming to you pre-recorded from my own personal quarantine, which means I just haven't left my house much today. Kind of works out nice that uh, people are being encouraged to stay home to uh, avoid spreading... Uh, the coronavirus, and uh, now I can just like kind of justify, you know, just kind of not doing much and lazing about all day. I'm like, hey, man, I'm doing this for everybody. I'm doing this for the country. Uh, I'm kind of a hero, honestly. I'm kind of a, uh, I'm kind of a, uh, you know, an inspiring person that uh, people should emulate. Not somebody who finally has an excuse to get through all of The Witcher Three. 
how's it going in your state or your province or wherever you're at? Everybody else freaking out? You got uh, you got any toilet paper? That's what people are talking about. There's no toilet paper in the in the stores because I guess this uh, I don't know where people wrapping themselves in it because mummies don't get no virus. Mummies don't get no virus. That sounds like it could be a hook. Sorry, I have rap on the brain right now. Mummies don't get that virus. Am I cutting this? Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, it uh, hasn't really hit Los Angeles. I don't think there's been any actual reported cases in Los Angeles yet. Uh, the closest I've heard as of this recording was Fresno, California, which uh, if you're not familiar with the layout of the land over here, uh, it's about a three and a half hour drive, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Who knows? So that's very easy that you could transmit it from Fresno to L.A. So I think people are rightfully concerned. Um, people have been urged to not attend events with 50 plus people in Los Angeles, which means most comedy shows are safe, but they're all being canceled regardless. <laughs> Pretty much everyone's show this month uh, is not happening. And I think that's probably for the best because like even if it is, you know, quote unquote, you know, sensationalized or like, you know, we're all reacting too much. Big quotes on that. Like, oh, it's whatever. It's just a worldwide pandemic. Like, what, what are you, are you going to, you're going to, why would you change anything about your life? Even if that was the case, it's like, what do you, what is the net gain uh, that you have an okay comedy show or that, you know, like in, in that weight against, you know, you infect a bunch of people and the city goes into turmoil. Oh, but I got, you got to get your time in, bro. There's some comics that are flexing that image, uh, which is fun. And it's like, hey, man, if people cancel on your show because they're pussies and they're scared of the virus, like, book me, dog. Book me. I don't get sick. I'm sick. <laughs> I don't get sick. I'm sick. That's also a hook, I think. I don't get sick, bitch. I'm just sick. Never mind the pus coming out my dick. And that was off the top. That was off the top of the head. So, you know, uh, check that track out. It's probably coming out soon. Sick off my dick. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> uh, it is kind of disappointing, though, that uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that um, next Wednesday, I mean, that was going to be, as you'll hear me promote at the end of this episode, that was going to be my first show with Joel Samataro, video game game show. We were going to do that on Wednesday the 18th, and I'm pretty sure we're going to probably have to postpone it now, like everyone else. And it's like, you can't, how are you going to catch all those, uh, how are you going to catch lightning in a bottle like that? The first show, you get so many Facebook responses, you know, everyone clicks interested, and you're like, oh, what do I do with all these intersteds now? You can't expect them to come back and show up again, you know? Like, click me once, shame on me. Click me twice? I don't know. I don't have a rhyme for that. I was going to try to rap again, but I think you already are sick of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I talked about it on this episode a little bit um, with my upcoming guest, Derek Lemos, who's been on the podcast before. Very funny guy. Very passionate man about, uh, ooh, my voice. I just got a little emotional thinking about him. <laughs> Derek's just so passionate. And he really, he really speaks to what I wish I would be if I wasn't just a scared little white boy, you know, he, that's what he, I aspire to be like Derek. And it's just, Oh, am I getting the light? Okay. I'll wrap this up. Uh, no, we talked a little bit about, uh, this on the episode, but I think this is the first pandemic or epidemic or whatever, uh, that I've lived through while I was a much more aware of what was going on, uh, because of the advent of social media and whatnot and be did not have immediate access to healthcare. <laughs> so 
So I'm a little more, I'm a little more cautious. Uh, probably not going out a bunch this week. I guess I'm going to be drinking at home and watching stuff. So hit me up on Twitter. Tell me what's good on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO Go, whatever's, whatever's the thing you're hyped about right now. Let me know what it is and I might watch it. I'm not going to guarantee anything because you know how people be. They're like, oh, man, you got to watch all 20 seasons of this, this hour long drama that I love. And report back to me with your updates uh, on how you're liking it for every episode. It's a lot of homework. Like if you've got like a movie, I'll watch a movie or a, a comedy special or like a really funny YouTube video, you know, or a TikTok. Send me your TikToks. I'm not on TikTok, but I respect it. This is deteriorating wildly. Um, yeah, I guess just, you know, stay clean out there, everybody. Wash your hands for the length of whatever pop song is on the meme that you like. And uh, I don't know. Also, but like, don't at the same time, don't go into a panic and like start beating the shit out of people at Costco or something like. I mean, even if, you know, there's maybe maybe it's a little more real in your part of the world, wherever you live. And like, you're like, no, like down the street, like someone got sick, like and it is kind of more of a concern than it is for me. Uh, just keep keep a keep a head on keep a head on your shoulders, a level head and. Why am I giving advice? I don't have health insurance. I just told you that. <laughs> I am not a paradigm here. I am not I am not to be aspired to. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, advice that I'd like to give myself. So I'm going to pass that on to me and you in this moment. Just be, be sane. Be safe. Be kind. And we'll all get through this. Well, 2% of us won't. But... <laughs> That's not fun, but you know, 2% of how many listeners I have is a slim margin, so you're probably safe. Uh, anyway, this is going to be a fun episode. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Derek Lemos uh, returns to the show on this. We have a nice chat. Uh, we talk about some serious stuff, some silly stuff, and then a little later in the show, we have a big celebrity drop-in. It's pretty crazy. I wasn't expecting this at all. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg stops by, and I learned a lot about Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, of course, we all know him from Zombieland Double Tap, America's favorite film. Uh, I didn't know this side of his personality, though. Very specific and uh, kind of dark. So give it a listen. Uh, have fun. And, you know, like, like I said, tell me things on Twitter. Tell me what you're watching. Tell me what you like about stuff uh, at KB Anderson, yo, or just clink, clink the thing in my description. Oh, boy. Running out of words here, folks. Let's go to music and then the episode. should be good uh derek while i get your levels here can you tell me a story from your childhood oh god <laughs> that's usually the response who's ready to be sad <laughs> whenever you're ready okay um actually let me think it can be it can be sad happy medium it could be a, bi a big triumph uh, or it could be your darkest hour <laughs> every hour is <laughs> yeah <laughs> um fuck man yeah it's uh <laughs> you're just like fuck Cause, yeah because i'm like scrolling through the rolodex and it's kind of like okay no not that one no not that one it's like it's like it, it's they're all in like categories oh, totally. like, it's, like it's street marvel versus capcom oh yeah absolutely and just like rapid scrolling i'm like wait wait which one which I one do, i do require a team of three stories for this <laughs> so. and if you don't pick their supports right you're gonna get fucking spammed hard with my sentinel cable magneto combo oh, oh shit. shit i usually uh, go uh i usually go wolverine uh cap um 
Captain America or Captain Commando? Captain America. Okay, okay, yeah. And uh, in Iron Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I chose the ones that were the most bullshit spammy ones because I'm not good at the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what that game is meant for. Yeah, it's, it's meant for spamming. It's meant for it's meant for not letting anyone ever move. <laughs> it's like if you could lock them into a 190 hit combo, then you're good. Let me narrow it down for you. What was the first person you had a crush on? What was that all about? Ooh, all right. First person I had a crush on. Let me see. Um. Her name was Lauren. Ooh, I already like it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mormon gal. Okay, uh, and it was it was like her parents thought it was really cute um, that you had a crush on her. Yeah, well, that like because we we were like we wrote notes to each other in class, Aww. and then uh, I I don't know that we ever were like fucked <laughs> no <laughs> that it was uh, that it was i mean because we were children like children. right right i'm yeah, like seven something yeah. like that six yeah totally. yeah but it like thinking back on it like it's weird like oh yeah i had a boyfriend who girlfriend. it's like no you had somebody that you thought was like that you were clearly uh, attracted to but you were completely unformed and emotionally yeah retarded to be able to you do had it no that. idea what to do with that with yeah. that uh those feelings yeah if, whether they even were feelings or not that's also, I feel like, the era where, like, I remember there was a very distinct switch where it was, like, people used to make fun of boys who had crushes yes. on girls. Was it around that time? Did people make fun of you for it? Or or did you keep it, like, under wraps? <laughs> no, it wasn't that anybody made fun of me for it. Um, but I, ju- I do remember being kind of embarrassed whenever, like, my family would ask. Be totally. like, so how's Lyran? I'm like, shut up! Shut up, I don't like pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird thing. I wonder, what that flip happens? Because, like, I remember people would be like, blank loves blank. Yeah. Like, that shit. And I mean, then, like probably as soon as you start, like, masturbating. And then it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, stop it. And, of course, that lands on my second question. When was the first time you <laughs> masturbated? <laughs> Five seconds after meeting Lauren. <laughs> no, that is that is an interesting part. Uh, when did you think? Uh, so that was you were around uh, six or seven. You were like, oh, she's cute. I like her and stuff like that. Yeah. When did you have like a first your first uh, girlfriend or partner? Oh, God. many years later, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's usually how it goes. Maybe not until like eighth grade. Yeah, something like that. That's when I, I think I made up my first girlfriend <laughs> <was> around then. <laughs> Yeah, she lives in Canada, you yeah, guys. Yeah, totally. Or, like, I would just, like, because, like, some girls would have crushes on me, but I wouldn't have crushes on them back. So I'd be like, oh, I'm dating someone from a different school. Yeah. Like, that was my defense. Cause I, she's older. She's yeah, cooler. she's so, she's so she's so much cooler than you. Yeah. <laughs> I was really into <laughs> negging before that was even a thing. <laughs> it was really dirty. Uh, yeah, that's a young love. Very strange thing. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember there was, uh, like one kid in my elementary school before, cause I went to middle school, then high school. So like my elementary school was like first through sixth grade. Uh-huh. And then we had seventh and eighth grade separate from everything else. Which That's weird. Cause ours was, weird. yeah, ours was first through fifth and then sixth, seventh, eighth. That makes more sense to me. School. Or it should be like, I don't even know. Yeah. It's, it's weird to just do two grades at one place. Yeah. I think, uh, and I just remember like, I think like before that transition, so that one must've been like. I don't know, when I was 11, sixth grade, I must have been 11. That's like when my first friend got like a girlfriend, quote unquote. And I was just like, oh, you can do that now? Yeah. <laughs> like that's on the table? It's very weird. Did you have a similar thing or? No. So uh, I think what it was is, let's see, who would I have considered? So my last day of seventh grade, there was this girl I had a crush on. Uh, her name was Sabrina. And, um, and like we had just been kind of like flirting and whatever, and this you know, is in Palm Springs, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I was contextualizing. And it. so she she wasn't she was a year older than me. So the lunch periods were set up between like there was first lunch and there was second lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the only time we'd ever get to like talk or interact at all. And so mostly, you know, it's no, it's passing notes. No, absolutely. What you do. Yeah. Put something on a locker or something. Yeah. Totally. Well, we didn't have lockers because, oh, wow. you know, it was, everybody was afraid of, you know, like the gun thing. And then oh, yeah, they, this is like right after Columbine. Yeah. So yeah, that is true. Yeah. I get it. And then they added metal detectors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. I had never had to deal with that. That's yeah, wild. They, random searches. I got wanted a few times. Like now, what do you think they made? What made them do that? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but I mean, it, these, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, one, two, three, four. All right. You're it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah one, absolutely. two, three, four. All right. You're it. Totally. Um, and so, like, last day, uh, so the only time we really got to interact was through notes and, like, between periods, like, like you know, as you're walking right, to the next right. class. Yeah, like those and few minutes. And then between those, between lunch. Yeah. That, that was it. I remember, like, who you got lunch with was very important yes. back then. It's like, oh, I got, like, the right lunch with the girl that I like. Yeah. Like, very big, very big. I totally remember that. Yeah, because that's, like, your only time to socialize. <laughs> Absolutely. Or like, you know, if you get separated from your friends, it's like, well, I guess they're not my friends anymore. Yeah, yeah I guess I guess they're going to go figure out uh, new friends and just have whole uh, experiences without me. Go do some standby me shit. <laughs> and I'm over here with the fucking booger kids. <laughs> and that janitor who got really mad when we tried to prank him with a with a riddle once and he came back with a I don't remember what he said, something like. Uh, like we said something to try to make him feel dumb and he just oh. goes like, he just goes like, yeah, well, what gets wetter as it dries? A towel, idiots, like to these children and then runs yeah. off like, well, this guy's angry. <laughs> I remember it was something like that. I don't know if it was that exact thing. But anyway, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. So you, you, had, you didn't have the same lunch. Yeah, I didn't have the same lunch. And so like, you know, it's last, it's the last day of seventh grade. Yeah. Uh, she passes me a note between the hall and it's like, hey, meet me after school. And I was like. Okay, but I got to take the bus. Uh, Meet uh, me by the bus. Well, no. So there was, it was, our campus wasn't that big. Um, but it was like out by the library. There was like this little hill. Uh, it was very small. Um, and it was. Oh, so we had a hill. Was I like know a, about the hills. <laughs> there was a, there was an auditorium uh, and it was all fenced in. So all, our entire campus was fenced in. Totally. Um, and then across from, across from that was, was the little like grassy area where kids had lunch. Um, then there was a library and then all the classrooms. So I'm standing there by the library after school, and I'm kind of like, uh, I gotta catch my bus. Yeah, I gotta catch my bus, but I almost might get some pussy. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't know. No, you're just like, this is exciting. Yeah. A girl wants to meet me. Yeah. Totally. And so, and so she comes over, uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, doing that awkward, like, I don't know, do <laughs> how do I, how do arms go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was like, I, I, that was like, she was like, hey, so you know, you've been. Uh, I don't remember what she said, but it was basically the extent of like, hey, you're really sweet. Thanks for being a sweetheart. Uh, I'll probably see you when you get to high school. Um, and she gave me a big old peck, and I was just kind of like, yeah. Wait, on the lips? Yeah, that Yo. was that was my that was my uh, uh, breakfast club moment. You know, just walk into it. Walk into <laughs> don't the, you? Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. Was that your first kiss? It was. Whoa, that's so much cooler than mine. Mine was in spin the bottle like a fucking hack. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's cool in its own way. Yeah. But I think I was like around the same age, and it was like, ooh, I'm going to kiss on girls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the stories that come out of, out of spin the bottle, or truth or dare, or, or you know, like when you're when you're playing in yeah. high school. Just just like, horny, ooh. weird children just trying to figure out a way to compartmentalize <laughs> all that shit. I don't think I ever... Do you ever do that one where you have to go in the closet or whatever? No. That's like a classic I one. I only I saw hear. that in movies. I don't know if it's real. Seven Minutes in Heaven? I don't mm. think it's real. I think it's I think it's liberal media. <laughs> 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 I think they're just trying to, uh, they're trying to make people poly. <laughs> uh, no, that's funny, though. I, I had... Um, 
I didn't have, I think that was in eighth grade, probably eighth or, or ninth grade was probably my, maybe the summer between, no, that was when I got my first blow job. Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story, man. This we'll, we'll get there maybe. But, uh, I remember I had this friend in middle school, uh, this girl, I'm not going to say her name cause she might be listening and I want to out her, but like we had a very, we were very, very close friends and like we wanted to do, we want our, uh, class trip to, and we had like no interest in dating each other at all. We just like hanging out and stuff. Uh, with our class trip, we went to uh, what was then called Marine World Africa USA, which is now Six Flags Marine World in Vallejo, California. Mm-hmm. I know Vallejo. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh I know that theme park. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I've driven past it a lot to go to the Bay Area. Uh, but I remember we were uh, on a ro- roller coaster there called Roar, which is you know old wooden coaster, and it's one of the ones that takes your photo on it. And we're like, hey, we know where the photo thing's going to be. Wouldn't yeah. it be funny if I grabbed your tits when we got the photo uh. taken, so everyone sees this little kid grabbing this little girl's tits on there. Uh, and it was hilarious, but then <laughs> like, I, I swear, I, I swear it was hilarious. It was her idea. I don't, I don't want to be canceled for some shit. I, I was a minor. <laughs> it's off the record. Uh, no, like it was, it was like a funny bit and like, we're both laughing in it and stuff. And then I remember I get called into the office, uh, that next Monday at school. And apparently my, uh, science professor, science teacher was on that same roller coaster and saw the photo later. Oh, it was like. So I saw a picture of you grabbing some girl's breasts on the roller coaster. I was like, no, we thought it was funny. And it was like my first like, hey, maybe don't uh, grab women in public. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I, it was a, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> like, but I just remember that was like my first, like, I think that was my first time touching boobs. Uh, for a bit. It's a valuable lesson. For a bit, yeah. <laughs> first and last. <laughs> and I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. But I won't do that. <laughs> That's where Meatloaf got the idea. Uh, Bleak and Review, of course, we return here from that cold open. I remain Kevin Anderson. Hope you enjoyed that intro, because I'm recording it later. <laughs> uh, joining me here on the show, returning friend of the show, Derek Lemos. Hey. Big Papa Bear, yeah, Mr. Smoochin' by the Trees. I mean, Mr. Smoochin' by the Trees was, yeah, it was, you know, that was that was my get down. There we go. I got sound effects now. That's what's up at this studio. You have to. <laughs> uh, Derek, thank you so much for braving coronavirus to be here today. Hey, you know what? Uh, I've got an immune system and a lot of zinc <laughs> running through these veins. I'm I not wanna, scared of nothing. I want to ask you about this because this is what I've been thinking. I think this is the first. I've lived through several big scares, but I think this is the first one I'm actually taking seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like just maybe because I'm old enough to or whatever, but like because like swine flu and bird flu well, and all that shit. You don't shit. have insurance. That, oh, yeah. Maybe that's part of it. <laughs> That could be a big part of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's like, oh yeah, you suddenly start caring. But are you are you like hunkering down for it? Well, I'm. You got zinc. Yeah, I mean, I've got. That's just because I'm an adult who's getting old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, and I feel it in my body if I have more than like two drinks in a night or I eat fried chicken before bed. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, these are just for regular things. But yeah. luckily, yeah, 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 yeah. Was and that shitting. Was, yeah, that was just the normal. Like, I knew I hit my 30s when it was just kind of like I had I had two or three pieces of fried chicken after going to an open mic one night. I woke up hungover. And it was just kind of like, oh, you're like, was, I, I may have had a beer there, but it was really the chicken and the comedy that it did was me the, in. Yeah, it was the chicken and the, just fatigue. the salt, like just oh, <sighs> and you're getting yeah. So you know, it's like, well, I gotta start taking supplements and I gotta start exercising. Got to do the one a day yeah. men's vitamins and shit. Yeah, I, I knew the two things that made me realize I needed to get my first. I'm turning 30 in a few months, and uh, uh, a few weeks ago, I asked my friend Olivia, who's in her you know early 30s. I was just like, "Hey, uh, I I hurt my knee in my sleep. Is that what being <laughs> over 30 is like?" Yes. And she's like, "Yep, that's yeah. pretty much it. Welcome." <laughs> <laughs> you ever, yeah, that's, that is common. That is one common. of us. One <laughs> of us. Google, Google, Google. 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 Gotta go to bed early. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's the other thing is like I'm getting like supplements for my guinea pigs because of their health concerns because yeah. their lives are so much shorter. I'm like, oh, I got to uh, feed my, my guinea pig vitamins. And meanwhile, I'm just like sitting here like, well, I'll be fine. I'll just get fast food and go drink like seven <laughs> beers and pass out. Like, and I'll just throw some Advil back. That way I won't be hung over in the morning, like just ruining my liver. It's yeah. terrible. Uh, so this is 30. This is 30. Get at us, Apatow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek, I do have a, uh, this is kind of in the same vein as, uh, this is my pre-planned interview question. Everything else, frivolous bullshit, mm. but this is the real deal, Holyfield. Uh, when, was, uh, when was a time in your life when you thought, oh, I might die right now? Oh, God. Okay, so. Uh, Other was... than, like, just living in America. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, living as a brown man in America. Yeah. Uh, every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I brainstormed that response to that question on the way over here. I was like, Derek's probably going to be like, I'm going to get that out of the way. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like a big, like, like this could be, like, oh, shit. Like, 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 like when that moment when time slows down is, like, a car accident's about to happen oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a, a crystal clear oh, moment. So uh, I was in my, it was in my mid-20s. I was uh, I was dating somebody and it was kind of one of those like hey we should all go to Big Bear kind of one kind of kind of things yeah 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 um, and so it was me the girl I was dating um, and like I think three or four of her friends crammed into my Kia Rio oof and we're driving up the hill to that Big Bear. And if people don't know, that's a, a windy ass narrow hill with yes. a lot of rock falling signs. Like yeah. beware of falling rock and, and just and just no guardrail. No guardrail. <laughs> no guardrail. Just fucking prayer. <laughs> and so we're driving up driving up the hill and we hit this like patch of fog. And it was like, okay, well I'm gonna you know, we I'll go a little bit slower, I but it's that. okay. Yeah. You know, we'll and so we we start passing like cars who have just pulled over and given up. They're like, nah, we're we're waiting this one out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Come on, it's not that bad. <laughs> and then maybe a minute after I said, it's not that bad, like the thickest fog I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like the mist. Yeah. Or a werewolf movie. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a demon is about to show up, and then you're all, like, and you're about to have this experience where, like, no one else around you sees the thing. This is your out-of-body. Like, I've been taking out of the... I'm in the nether now. Yeah. Like, that thing. Absolutely know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so... And, like, I'm, like, laughing maniacally because there's nowhere for us to pull over. We're on a one-lane road. Yeah. With one traffic going one way and the opposite traffic going the other. It's two, it's two lanes in yeah. total. And we're like winding our way up the hill oh and we can't see shit. And I'm just like, like tears are like streaming down my face as I'm laughing hysterically. It's like, this is crazy. Yeah, I was like, this is it. We're all going to die. Yeah, guys. Like, we might awesome. already be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I don't, it, it was, it was so cinematic. Like we hit this Absolutely. next plateau. Uh, it was like an overlook and we just saw like the, the fog bank beneath us. Oh, you popped out of the clouds yeah. essentially. Yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, no, everything's going to be okay. Oh my God. That's crazy. I've been in that exact fog going downhill, that thing. So I know I remember the way we did it. I was going slow as shit and I was just following the cars in front of me's lights. Cause that's mm -hmm. all I could see. You can't see shit on the road. You just see the two red dots kind of, and you have to be yeah. close to find like, cause as soon as they go like 30 feet in front of you, they're gone. They're gone. And it's crazy. Uh, yeah, that is scary. So you were just like sitting there like, I don't know if I'm on the road. I don't know where the roads are. This could yeah. be it. Uh, that's yeah. crazy. Did you do any like big self-reflecting in that moment? No, it was just, <laughs> just like, it was mode, just right? like, it was literally just strap in motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I, yeah. And I also had a car full of people while I was doing it. Cause we were up there. Uh, and then Vanessa and I, when we were dating, we had one when we were coming back from there and they it was in the middle of a, a snowstorm mm. and with my shitty ass fucking Toyota Camry, you know, 2000 Camry. And 
Uh, it's the first time I've experienced black ice. <laughs> oh and god! Yeah, yeah. A bunch of cars. We got to this place where we saw like we'd been we'd been passing other cars that had like hit guardrails and stuff, and like like fucking Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, oh look at all these skeletons. Better keep going though. Yeah. Like nothing's gonna happen to us. And I remember like a downhill curve. We actually did spin out. So we were going real slow, but we did lose control into black ice. And I just remember very solemnly, she was just like, I love you. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I know. <laughs> you know, Han Solo style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, like we, we, we came to a halt eventually. I was just like, all right, so that's what that's like. I guess yeah. I should put those chains on now. <laughs> Uh, why would anybody be? Uh, why, people shouldn't be allowed to drive. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, have you been in any like major car accidents ever? Uh, no, I've never been in any major car accidents. I have one of those like I had, and this was in my this was like early twenties. I had that weird sort of feeling that like, oh, I'm gonna die in a car accident. I just feel it in my bones. Yeah, yeah like that's just something in the world is telling me. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then and so that was constantly just kind of like in my brain every night. I drove home late. Totally. Or, you know, it was like, it's 2.30 in the morning. I've gotten, you know, maybe four hours of sleep the night before. I still got to drive home, but I can probably do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Why, well, why, why, what, yeah, you know, like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I can't be here. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just one of those, like, I, I, I got this. I'm, I'm probably going to, this is probably it, but I got this. I think about that when I'm driving, too, like, even, like, when there's, like, not traffic or rain. Like, in rain, like, L.A. rain, like, when it's, like, heavy rain, yeah. I think about that all the time. I'm like, I could hydroplane anytime but Easily. like even when it's not that i just think about like what if my tire exploded right now because i've had tires shred on the highway before i'm just like and i never really know why like i know why but it never seems to happen yeah at any time that i'm expect like you wouldn't expect it so it's like this could just happen at any time i guess i just uh i guess i do have a god i don't know like i guess i guess i believe in something because i keep driving i don't know what it is do you have that, uh, does your brain do that too, where you just like automatically assume like, oh, like the worst thing could happen in this moment? Like, like what if that just happened? You just like yes. go over that? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, so like the last, last couple of years, last two years have specifically been that, like where it's Murphy's law, you know, like, oh, this terrible thing could happen. No, it, but it probably won't though. I mean, that's just like your brain, you know, doing that thing that it does right. and then it happens. Right. And it's just like, I should, I should never stop trusting my God. Like, <laughs> why do I listen? To, why the fuck would anything good happen? Number yeah, one. And then number Trump two. became president. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> oh, number two. Sorry. What were you saying? Number two. Was? Uh, I don't even remember. What I was gonna say. <laughs> well, I, I distracted us both with the Trump thing. I think uh, the Trump thing. I remember after he got, I had that moment in the morning after he was elected. Again, I hung over because I was drinking the night before heavily, and I just remember being like, "What if I look out my window and shit's just on fire outside? Like actual apocalypse shit's happening." That's like, kind of what I was hoping for. That's what I thought. Like I don't know if I was hoping per se, like in my neighborhood. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you were kind of hoping, like in the sense of like people are revolting against it and stuff. I was thinking the opposite. Uh -huh. Like racists are just going to be like, "All right, time to shoot up that store I hate yeah. or whatever." You know, like that's what I was like. like they're going to have carte blanche now. Like that's what I was afraid of. But you were like. I hope people start fucking shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I they, mean, that's literally what I thought was going to happen. Like you, there are, you know, it, like the learned American helplessness is what I think frustrates me the most. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, what else are we supposed to do? And it's like, you can, you, you got hands. <laughs> you can throw a brick. Yeah. You got, you've got hands. There's bricks. Banks got windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what is that? So I'm like, well, here's the thing. Like, like, it has to cost them something. Otherwise, they don't take you seriously. Right. Like the yellow vest, for example, in Paris. Yeah. Um, 
when when direct action or when political movements cost the state money, that's when it becomes like, okay, we have to pay attention to these people. Right. We have to like at least hear them out. Yeah. Even if they don't, you know, don't want to give you what you're asking for, which is most of the time. Yeah. Um, they at least at some point they're like, all right, there's there's actually like dollars attached to this, so we should do something. And especially if it's private business, like they definitely want to do something. Yeah, it's upsetting that that is what it is, but mm-hmm. like you got to like be like, okay, this is what these, you know, faceless multi-billionaire, like whoever we're talking, especially private sector shits, like this is what they value. So we need to find a way to strip that from them instead of like, you know, you can do all of the like peaceful protests and like, you know, like we're going to all stand and like that shit's good for yeah. unity and whatnot. But it's like, that's just like, you know, you're holding up traffic. Like yeah. you're not really well, causing I, a thing. Well, I mean, it depends though. So yeah. like the, um, the West Wetton in Canada right now, they're blocking all the train lines. And it's costing Canada billions of dollars because they they're trying oh, to I didn't build know about that. yeah they're trying to build an oil pipeline through native uh, native land. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and so like Justin Trudeau and and so there was a whole idea of reconciliation, and the idea was, hey, let's sit down and let's talk about this thing. And it was basically like, how do we politely tell you that we're just gonna do this thing and there's nothing you can do about it? Right. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. How do we? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get somebody to write a really convincing speech. Yeah. Or like really sugarcoat it up a yeah. little bit. Well, it was yeah. just like this is this cost us th- this project. You know, is gonna bring in billions of dollars and we you know we don't value you enough uh to like respect your land right right, right. yeah it's uh, the, the money is much more interesting than you know your culture <laughs> and heritage and whatnot of course well and so and so a lot of the tribes got together and it was just kind of like reconciliation is dead and yeah. that, that next week they started blockading the the railroad line so that nice. way like goods can be transported so they've they've literally cost it up. the country billions of dollars how did they do it like with like big rocks or just um, like with barricades yeah with like human barricades with uh pallets um you know like man-made structures totally and they're still defending it they're still they're still holding ground that's what's um, up yeah and so like peaceful in, in action does work but it depends on how strategic you are right. about it but the response you have to understand like is always going to be non-peaceful totally absolutely yeah i remember one of the one, my favorite ones it was i don't know if it was actually effective or not i didn't really find out but i remember when we had our own pipeline struggle yeah. as, we, as we call it when it was like the thing of they're trying to use social media to track down these people that yes. are organizing this stuff everyone check in from all over the country to fuck with that i thought that was First of all, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also like, I was like, if this actually works, that's fucking cool. I like shit like that. Like, I, cause like the slacktivist in me really appreciated it because <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. But like my mom, I do remember my mom was like, did you go, did you and Vanessa go to North Dakota to, <laughs> to, to fight this thing? That's very cool if you did. I was like, no, mom, it's like this whole uh, fuck the police tactic that yeah. we're doing right now. I mean, but that stuff works though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's the thing about, about solidarity is that like you don't, you know, people are like, well, you need to, you need to, there are all forms of support and they're all forms of participation. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, do what you can on your own level. Totally. So, you know, most of us are, are struggling to get by. We're working two or three jobs. We're, you know, we're barely making our rent. We're like, staying at home because we don't have health care and yeah, there's a big virus out yeah. there. <laughs> so it's like little, little acts like that, that can disrupt what police are doing. Definitely work. Totally. Um, there, I was reading something about students in China, um, the Wuhan uh, students who like, who literally spammed this app 
uh, and caused it to crash. Oh, nice. And it was the same thing. It was just they essentially like, doxed it. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. I mean, little stuff like that. Little stuff like that absolutely works. But it, but it's that's what solidarity looks like. It's like everybody participating on some level, being like, "Hey, look, I might not be able to do much, but here's what I'll do to support what you're doing." Absolutely. And you got out there, uh, especially. I remember fresh on the heels because uh, you there was a bunch of. I remember you were out there doing some uh, stuff against ICE and stuff uh-huh. like that. Did you ever run into any? Uh, less than peaceful uh, opposition from like the people you're rallying against did anything anyone ever get like fucked up with you guys or well so there was there was one guy who we definitely knew was like uh was like an infiltrator oh really yeah wow some tom clancy shit hell yeah well I mean, he <laughs> no. didn't he wasn't super subtle about it because like <laughs> Say, fellas, what do you say we go on down to that great organization <laughs> like like really fucking terrible that's great well we had announced a community meeting and it was basically like, hey, here's our here's what we need from you guys if you're interested in in helping out, if you want to learn like why we're here. And it was meant to kind of be like a pseudo press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple of news vans come, but you know, like there were people who were like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm very much interested. And then this dude, like he looked like every movie of an undercover cop, totally. just like you add a baseball cap and suddenly it's <laughs> a like- A baseball cap, a jacket with the collar popped yeah. up. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and he was, you know, he was he had his like little notepad and he was like taking notes oh and it was just kind of like, you couldn't be more fucking blatant. <laughs> Wear a wire at least. Yeah. Like, come on, we've got the technology. You're not a private dick. Like, ah, the dame came in. Scribble, scribble. Like, we've got technology. That's so funny. That's that's so crazy that, like, it's funny to me. I mean, it's obviously fucked up, mm. but like, it's funny to me because that is the kind of shit- that you don't think about that happens in real life. You think of it yeah. as a movie shit, like the guy in the, the jacket and the hat. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, it sounds crazy when you yeah. s- when you say it out loud because it seems so, like, fantastic. Like, it seems so fantastic, like a f- pure fantasy. Totally. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the cops, like, they're paying, uh, they're paying their own staff to, be, to infiltrate movements. And then, like... A year, two years later, like a new, the New York Times big document is, yeah, is just like, big list. hey, this is exactly <laughs> what was going on. This is what our budget on baseball caps was. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looked like fucking Ryan Gosling in that first scene of Drive when he changes <laughs> the clothes and walks into the different car. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, uh, keep fighting the good fight. Uh, we got to go to a quick break here, Derek, but you can stick around, right? Yeah, 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 we later. got a big celebrity coming up, I think. Uh, that's If my press materials are to be believed, I believe uh, Jesse Eisenberg is stopping by. Je- the Jesse Eisenberg? That, as far as I know, from the art of self-defense himself, Jesse Eisenberg, his biggest credit. We all know it. What's up, Lex Luthor? Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. That Flex was Lex Luthor? There Ooh, we go. daddy. <laughs> that, would uh, be my, that would be my, like... Flex Luthor? Yeah. That's that, really good. That would have to be, yeah, if I was, like, a, a SoundCloud rapper. Either SoundCloud or Luchador. <laughs> <laughs> One of those two. But, by the way, uh, you are now on my hip-hop EP that I'm working on. You're going to do a guest versus Flex Luther. There's just no <laughs> way around it. But uh, we'll be back with more Bleak and Review right after this with more Derek Lemos and Jesse Eisenberg, question mark, after this. can review crazy deep i don't even know if that was picked up by the microphones but who cares we're crazy deep on this one fools i'm here with flex luther <laughs> which might be the episode title we'll find out uh, of course derek lemos is here oh I like- <laughs> <laughs> that's what he sounds like <laughs> and uh we're joined by uh, another guest here this is very exciting derek i don't know how you feel i don't know if you're a huge fan of his i'm definitely a fan you know this uh, the social network was fantastic oh so good sorkin walk and talk yeah <laughs> all of it uh please welcome to the show jesse eisenberg hi thank 
it's it's okay. Uh, thank you for having me, but it's actually uh, Academy Award nominee Jesse Eisenberg. Oh shit! I had my name uh, legally changed so that that is the preface to my name. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're handing me your driver's license it's, right now, it, and that is accurate. Wow! It says Academy Award nominee, and then the middle name is Jesse, and then the middle name is Eisenberg. So that so I, you have I, no last name. I well, Eisenberg is the last name. I just have a bunch of middle names. So I I, I just I just appreciate the distinction. That's, okay, okay. That's so all. Academy Award nominee. Jesse Eisenberg. That's correct. That's uh, how I pronounce my name. <laughs> Thank you so much it's, for being it's, here. It's, it's spelled like a town. What so were you uh, nominated for again? I can't the remember. Social Network. Oh, yeah, the, were, the very same. You were just extolling my praises. When you order in, in the Starbucks, how, how fucked up did they get your name? They fair, fair, they fair recognize question. me, so it's fine. They they they, oh, just, hand me, celebrity they just hand me coffee, and I, and I exist, and it's okay. They just hand you coffee. They, they just have a take. Ha- they just see. You, they know you, you've gotten an Academy Award nomination. Here here is some coffee. Wait, before your nom for Social Network though, would you have to? I, it would say Jesse because my name was Jesse at the time, but now it's Academy Award nominee Jesse Eisenberg. So I see. It would be complicated, but thankfully at, that one of the perks of being a celebrity, which. The whole distinction of celebrity is, is just ridiculous, but the one there are several perks. One of them is I get coffee at Starbucks without having my na- having to have them spell my name. It's is it most Starbucks or just one of them that you go to a lot? It's the one on Kirk, Kirkwood Avenue in <laughs> okay. Bloomington, Indiana, which is <laughs> where I live now. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. I, yes, I'm considering running for governor of Indiana. That's oh, a, that's a kind of true thing. That that's, is, exciting. That is <laughs> that's exciting. We were just talking a little bit of politics before yeah, the it's, break. It's yeah. a long, long line of, of uh, celebrities running for public office. Yes. It's worked out great it's, so yeah, far. I mean, I grew up in Palm Springs, so, you know, like... Uh, uh, um, Sonny was our uh, was our mayor, and before he died. Oh, because so, of that tree. Yeah. I just want to say, Derek, you, you're saying there's a problem with Cynthia Nixon running for governor. I'm of saying New York. that I'm, I thought you were a progressive person. I'm, I'm just, saying that that you got that read on him already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that Kane, uh, you know, the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, may or may not be the ideal choice. I'm, that's a fair point. And uh, me, I think Ronald Reagan was great. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my big. That's my big uh, thing. People know about me from this podcast. Is I'm a big Reagan stand. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jesse. It's exciting I, that you're running, though. I'm uh, considering playing Ronald Reagan in the upcoming movie. I'm going to play young Ronald Reagan in the remake of whatever movie Ron Reagan was in in the 50s. So you're really not satisfied with that nominee status. You're going yeah. for winner. You're I'm going, going yeah. for yeah, then I will you're change my name. Day Lewis. I will change my name to Academy Award winner. It's just one it's just a W instead of an N on my driver's license. Oh, cuz it's the initial. Seen. I thought you were going to say Academy Award w- Wominee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you can't just that is, that's, a very, that's a very odd presumption, Kevin. That is very that's odd. A very odd. That's a very odd presumption. I will say that's on me, Jesse. Yeah. Well, I mean, that actually happened, but Elmer Fudd was the was giving the award. <laughs> so it, it was very much. I'm looking for womanese. That's that's how. That's actually how uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway gave the Oscar to the wrong person. Uh, it's, it's a stretch of a comparison, I know, but it's no, actually, like the La La Land Moonlight. One letter gets mixed up, and now yes, I don't know if you know this in. Uh, Warren Beatty's brain, uh, Moonlight is one letter off from La La Land. <laughs> and a lot of people were dancing on their cars in Moonlight. Yes. And then they got shot in that car because he's still in Bonnie and Clyde. So it, ah, it's fine. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, what, yes. are your, uh, what are your some? So you're running for office. Uh, are you running, a, I'm a presuming, a, yeah, what's a your platform? De- democratic platform. I have a very, like? I'm, I'm very pro-choice, and uh, which is a big deal in the state of Indiana. I want uh, gun regulation, and mm. I also have a very uh, clear uh 
campaign slogan, which is uh, "fuck Ethan Stanislavski." That Whoa, is, wow. that is my campaign Wait, slogan from the Pack Theater. Yes, from the Pack Theater in Los like Angeles. The talented comedian. Yes, well, you could say he's a talented comedian. <laughs> Your words. See, here's the thing, Kevin. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I have spent my entire career as a long con to systematically destroy open mic comedian Ethan Stanislavski. Wow, that's very that's very. Sp- you guys got to I mean, be about the same age. So I guess we're roughly like the same. same You're like age. a millionaire. Yes, yeah. it's all a ruse. It, e- didn't you already win? My money is there to make Ethan bitter about what could have been about his career. Wait, so you don't even like acting? I don't like acting. <laughs> it's all a personal vendetta against a person I've never actually met, but he is my arch nemesis. So where, where, did, where did the where did the uh, the uh, the origin of this? I googled him. Begin? I googled people who look like Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, it short was, list. At the time, <laughs> short <laughs> list of Jews. <laughs> At the time, it was just it was just Jesse Eisenberg, not Academy Award nominee. Right, but, uh, right, right. I looked it up, and I'm like, here's a New York person who uh, comes from a, a family that is educated, and I want to destroy him psychologically, oh, movie by movie, wow. slowly, one so, movie at a time. So he's the Juperman to your Lex Luthor. You could say that. He is... <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I could say that, and I did say that. You oh, I forgot to give my, want. I should have given myself one of these. That would have made it better. I think. No, it would not make it better, Kevin Anderson. <laughs> Wait, so you? There's no. Have you? I mean, have you? You never met him. You never been to any of I've his shows. I've never met him. I've never been to any of his shows. But so he uh, kind of looks like you a little o- bit. Not only has every movie I've ever been in been a variation of Ethan Sinislavski that he does not like, and that is by design. Oh. Every movie he's been in has been to destroy his soul. Starting with the Squid and the Whale, which was the most effective movie oh. to, at destroying his soul. Now, I, was, yeah, I was just going to say, like, do you feel like you've been effective at that? Oh, I have been very effective at destroying Ethan Stanislavski's soul. <laughs> I mean, he's still here. I'm, he's not dead, but he is very dead inside. He and stopped doing is, as much stand-up, but he started doing sketch. So I don't know what that means. But. That means I've won. <laughs> I'll give you one. That of those. wasn't a punchline. That was a statement of fact. <laughs> I don't understand. I can do why this you, all day, baby. I, this, none of this is amusing. This is just a statement of Wait, how I am out there to destroy Ethan uh, Sinister. Jesse, I want to I want to break down. Maybe if we could movie by movie, what what the goal was in your role in the film that you were in that was to. Uh, for me, your career started at Zombieland. Uh, it actually started at the Squid and the Whale. Well, no, for me, Squid for me. Well, I'm not here to to make you happy. I'm here to destroy Ethan Sinislavski, comedian formerly of New York. And then in Los Angeles. Do you know why I moved to Bloomington, Indiana, Kevin? I don't. Because Ethan has a very complicated relationship with that town because he went to grad school there. And I went there to go to Pub Trivia where he met his ex-girlfriend and then lose to her. With that as a statement of fact. Wait, he went to, he. so I didn't know about that. Ethan's a good friend of mine, and I did not know this. He went to pub trivia, met his ex-girlfriend, and then she beat him in pub trivia. No, she beat Jesse Eisenberg in pub oh, trivia. Oh, you. It, it just adds a layer of what the fuck oh. to the, the feud I have with Ethan Stanislavski. Oh, you're just trying to, you're going for the mind fuck. I'm going for yeah. the mind fuck. So that's the, that's the year umami by year. Of, your, uh, of your hatred. Yes. Yes. Oh, mommy. More like, oh, no, daddy. Yes. <laughs> I also showed up at a bar when he was breaking up with his girlfriend, and that contributed to the problem. And you just kind of New York in a different girlfriend. <laughs> I am actually directly responsible for two breakups Ethan Stanislavski has had. Well, you that is a up, statement of fact. You showed up at this bar, and just kind of loomed. I loomed there, and then they had an argument over how Squid and the Whale represented everything wrong with Ethan's life. That the ex-girlfriend made that point, which is exactly what I wanted to happen. This is I went great. in there to inject chaos, and I succeeded. Oh, like Jesse. I succeeded everything involving destroying Ethan Sinislaus. Jesse, I gotta tell you, this is so great. So what do you do after his after you've you've won? I hike. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was going to say, did you do a Thanos where very you just good, garden? There's very, good, there's very good hiking routes in Bloomington, Indiana. They, sure. Some of them have ticks, but I avoid those routes. Yeah, pants. Yeah, pants. Just wear pants. It's very simple. This is interesting because on the on this podcast, this very podcast, Jesse, a few years ago, we had this mechanic on who was like out to just destroy me emotionally. It's nice to see that somebody else that's not even here is is getting some of this. I listened to that episode. Oh, you did? Thank you. Thank you so much. was in the credits for it. And his character was from the Northeast, but not from a specific region in the Northeast. It went from Boston to New York, like every sentence. <laughs> That's true. It was vaguely places by the water. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Places by the water where I've been to to make Ethan Stanislavski feel bad at a gradual level. So you're kind of doing like, uh, you're kind of like doing the Quaker from Seven Psychopaths, just kind of following him around and just like kind of driving him insane. It's not a movie I'm, I was in, so I'm not aware of that Oh, movie. You you've never seen a movie you weren't in? I've only seen movies I am in. That's crazy. Academy Award nominee Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, no, we know. we know. I have not seen any other movie ever made. It would, distra it would distract me from what I'm trying to do, which is to destroy Ethan Stanislavski. Wow, that's big. That's petty. I got to say, that's pretty petty, Jesse. Listen, there's, bad, Jesse. there's great literature and great novels written about destroying a person for no other reason than to destroy them. That That's is the true. core of I existential. I mean, there's like two. There's, yes. <laughs> there's like Othello. Okay, yeah, Othello. And, the Stranger. Uh, okay, okay. I, I would say The Invisible Man, but there is a racial justice element of that, so I would ah. politely decline from that. But it's also destroying someone for the sake of destroying someone, but for a reason. There's no reason here. There's no reason. There's just a, He looks like me, and I don't like that, so I'm out to destroy him. And Some, he has similar neuroses and similar anxieties that I only play on stage. I'm uh, actually a very calm, well-adjusted person. That's what I, that's what I gathered. You I mean, yeah, calm, well-adjusted people run for mayor in Bloomington, Indiana, <laughs> yeah. and run on a platform of destroying an individual that they've never met. I'm and, actually and the most hate acting. I'm actually <laughs> the most progressive mayoral candidate in the state of Indiana. That's a factual statement. I don't. I can't dispute it. I can't dispute it. Uh, I know nothing about the politics of Bloomington, Indiana. Is it yes. like being the hottest girl at a Denny's? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, uh, as far as mayors go in the state of Indiana, I'm doing okay. Okay. I'm doing okay. You know, uh, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess as long as you're not wanting to, demanding that fetuses be buried. Uh, <laughs> you're, 21 you're probably, gun salute. Yeah, you're probably doing okay. Yes. That's what the governor and now vice president did. Mm. Uh, our, the other mayor who is most famous from the state of Indiana just likes destroying people. <laughs> so he you can relate to that. He destroys people generally. No, no, no. I don't relate to that. I oh, like you people. You destroy a person. You just I want just to destroy, destroy person. one person. That's different. Yeah. That's different. LA comedian, <laughs> formerly of Bloomington, Indiana, <laughs> formerly of New York City, with vague Boston connections and vague Canadian connections, dual citizen. Ethan Stanislavski. I've Googled a lot about him. I didn't know he was a dual citizen. He is yeah. a dual citizen. That's exciting. Well, what advice do you have if 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 I, let's say, for hypothetically, I wanted to get into the uh, the life, uh, life ruining the life, business? The life, life ruining. Google is your best friend. Start with Google. Uh -huh. There's people searches. You pay a little bit of money, but it is worth it because you find out their addresses. You find out their, their contacts. You find out information. And then you murder them in their sleep. No, no. <laughs> I'm not doxing him. I'm not going out there to destroy him. I'm just, I just, it's good information to have. So you pick your moments and you don't, you don't ever meet the person. Right. You just throw in hints. And you know what? As someone who has, I'm, is not naturally creative, using my creative abilities to destroy another human being. Yeah. Is very satisfying. I, very satisfying. I imagine, but I, you've got to have like bigger enemies out there, like people you've met no, in Hollywood, no, like people no that have actually wronged you. I'm actually the nicest person on set you've ever met. I'm, I'm not saying it. you, but there's other, I mean, the, the world is full of jerks. Yeah. Yes, it's full of jerks, but yeah. I can handle jerks. I can't, you can't handle, handle is he the frustrated comedians. <laughs> 
in Los Angeles, specifically ones that look like me and have anxieties about being awkward and being from New York and having weird issues with their father and their brother that are not that big, but they're still there. That's weird that your list is so short then. (laughs) Yeah. Especially here with all of those specific criteria. As I say, have you ever accidentally tried to like fuck up Lil Dicky's life? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Dave. (laughs) I'm Dave. (laughs) Once you, once you, once you make a choice, You stick to it. You stick to it. You got to commit. I have committed to destroying one person's life. When he has died a slow, terrible death, then I can move on to, I don't know, Evan Kessler or something like that. (laughs) Also a friend of the show. I'm aware of their connection, and I've I've considered picking another target, but I have to destroy Ethan Stanislaus first. But this this all seems so time-consuming. How do you find time to do anything else in your life? Yeah, to audition, to study your craft. Yeah. Listen, it's all part, it's, you know, I'm driven by the passion. I'm not sure what this hand signal is that you're putting up right now. Uh, Derek, are you familiar with this hand signal? It it looks like... uh, uh, it looks like he's about to do one of those mwah. Yeah, it, it, or, or it, you know, it's like if you were only trying to grab, like, what is that? What Like if you were trying to pick up a penny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like something in between the couch cushions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah. fishing out that French fry between your seats. Oh, <laughs> covered in lint. Fun thing about Ethan Stanislavski, every time he picks up a penny, it's fallen, whatever the context, the vo- word Jew... <laughs> screams in his brain. <laughs> That's terrifying. I have dr- One time, this is a factual statement, Ethan Stanislavski walked out of his apartment and there was a bag of pennies just on the ground. And here's full, a, a full-on satchel. Just a full-on satchel, a plastic, plastic satchel of pennies. And he picked it up because on the one hand, it was litter. Right. And on the other hand, it was litter that was currency. That's and true. on the other hand, it was two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, <laughs> not even two dollars. Like eighty-seven with tetanus. Eighty-seven cents tots. Oh but man! But the voice Jew <laughs> had never raged in Ethan Stanislavski's head. Who do you think left that bag of pennies? Uh, definitely not a Jew. I'll tell you that much. No, it was a Jew. Oh, it was Academy, the Jew. Academy Award nominee. nominee Jesse Eisenberg. Wow. So A A N. J E, <laughs> Angie. Those, those are my yes, Angie. Angie. That's what my, that's what my wife, who is beautiful and better than anyone that gets ever dated, has, <laughs> calls me. This is but so you know what's going on in his brain. Like you must be. Are you doing like? Are, oh, did I you put go it there. Method. I, I oh, you it there. You, did I, you incept him? I Manchurian candidated the fuck out of now, him. Now, how would you know what that is? You haven't I, seen any movie. That I, you I have IMDb descriptions <laughs> of other movies. You read someone's review. You have read the wiki entries. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just watch movies, man. It helps for background. It actually helped me with uh, the upcoming film I'm in, Now You See Me 3. There's a weird Manchurian plot in it that is very real Mm. that uh, I wanted background, but I didn't want to see the movie because it ruined. I mean, who am I to compete with Denzel Washington? I I don't know. As far as I know, there's no other version of that movie. Can I ask you a question? How was the sequel to Now You See Me, Now You Don't? How was that not the title? Right? I was going to go with Electric Boogajoo. <laughs> they love it. You know who hates that joke? Ethan Stanislavski? Yes. I had a feeling. He will be listening to this episode later, and like everything I've ever said, wincing in agonizing pain. A Boogajoo sounds like something you would yell at Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> we could cut that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to make sure Ethan didn't feel too bad when he listens oh, back. Oh, he's going to feel awful. <laughs> no, he's I want going to, be worse. to feel terrible. It, it, and you're so my happy mission, about it. My mission is complete. Yeah, because you know he's a huge fan of this Tears podcast. of joy. Ethan Sanislavski would be laughing tears of shame. So we can expect you on the hiking trail. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got, where are you going? Are you going to Griffith after I this? I have a good hike to uh, Ellsworth in Indiana after this. You are leaving this studio in Burbank, California to go hike in Indiana. What? There's things called airplanes, Kevin. Yeah, but that's still like you're not. You're, you're not worried about g- about uh, COVID? Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. You might get sick on that plane. Oh, I'm immune to pain. <laughs> but you're not immune to <laughs> viruses. Yeah, you just don't feel <laughs> it. I can have a virus, but I'm immune to any effect. Could you imagine that? You're throwing up. You're like, this doesn't feel bad. I just <laughs> have Listen, to do it. <laughs> whether or not that's true, that is what Ethan Sinislavski believes. Oh. That nothing he does will ever any, he, in any he'll way never throw get sick. He'll just never. off his rocker. Oh. Jesse Eisenberg is the is immune to everything that Ethan because Ethan Sanislavski's got a terrible respiratory system. Right, right. I've yeah, looked I at could, his medical records. Well, I've just looked at it's him. It's a sack of shit. <laughs> if there, if he had existed before vaccines, he would have been dead by two. There is, oh. zero, there's no other century he could have lived in and not have been dead. That's true. That's true. I'd agree with you on that, Jesse yes. Eisenberg. But that's also because of like, I mean, in like, fact, I'm inventing a time machine. <laughs> Oh, this is and big. I will, You're waiting till minute 17 to bring up your time machine? Listen, it's not, it's not done yet. Oh, okay. Fair it's, enough. It's very preliminary. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, I watched Endgame. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work how you think it works. Here's what it's going to Did gonna you do. read that on IMDb? I'm going to go back to July of 1986. Okay. And I will find baby Ethan. And then I will go back to 18 whatever. Yeah, anytime Whatever. before like nineteen anything, it's probably bad for you. Know, you know what the fun thing about Ethan Sinislavski that he's never mentioned in public before? What's that? I he can't had, wait. He has a scar on his stomach because he had a disease called pyloric stenosis mm-hmm. when he was six weeks old and he had to have emergency surgery. Do you know what pyloric stenosis is? I do not. It's when the pyloric muscle, which goes from your stomach to your intestines, is so weak you can't digest food. Ah. So as a baby, Ethan Sinislavski was literally eating his own shit. <laughs> So then haven't you won from day one? Yeah. From day one. Also, also he was born with his umbilical cord wrapped around his neck, which was his brand (laughs) now and forever. That defined his life. The old skin noose. Yes. They call it. (laughs) Which I think is Flex Luther's finishing move. I don't know. That's just possible. Uh, That's fascinating. Well, it's, yeah, like like Derek said, it seems like, I don't know. I mean, you've been in some comedies. You know that punching down is not really looked looked upon as as favorable in comedy. It seems like you should have been going after someone with a little more power or, you know, health than than it's Ethan, but I don't know. See, here's the thing. Ethan is in a very weird position in the cultural hierarchy. Because okay. he, he comes from a, a nice, well-adjusted, healthy family, well-educated, went to good schools, and now he does stand-up comedy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> His brother works in the Senate. His sister is a doctor. Right. So, so this is this is really just you're angry at him because he's not living to his full potential. Uh, I and I am. That. You and, I wa- and I want him to know it. Yeah, you, 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 but you've built a life around trying to, like, like what, it's a real chicken and the egg situation. Did yeah. you live better because of Ethan's, you know, terrible ways or were terrible, his terrible ways, the thing that made you live better, you know? Did I, I think I said the same thing twice. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, like, it seems like you've done, like, you've been at this uh, before I've been at your this career. for at least since 2004. Right. At least since 2004. At least since 2004 when that first girlfriend of Ethan's... No, that uh, was I later. Thought, oh, okay. I would have thought it would have been a lot longer because you said ruse. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a long con. Yeah, it's a, it's a real it's a real gambit. Listen, when he was eight, he was eighteen years old. He had hope in the world. He was going off to college. That's true. He thought things were going to work out. Obama was about to be senator in his in his the state he was living in. He was actually his state senator, and he thought that would go great. No problems would come from that. He was a fan. He was a fan of going to college. And I looked at him at whatever age I was at that point. I'm not 100% sure. Roughly 18, I would guess. Roughly 18. And I thought, I need to destroy that man. Yeah. And I have succeeded. So you've succeeded. So you can stop. Yeah, so you can go on that hike. Yeah. I'm going on that hike, but I also like it. It, was, yeah. it started as a professional enterprise, but now it's just a hobby. So yeah, so there's so there's so there's no end. Not to talk Marvel again, but there's no end game in sight. No, on this. not at all. Uh, gosh, I mean, that seems like I don't know, Derek. How do you feel? This seems like a, a life that's not being lived. You seem like you are stunting your own potential by this hobby of yours. It seems like he's squandering a lot of his years. Yeah, beating a dead horse. Oh, by the way, I you know what I'm going to win my Oscar for? I already know it. It's the sequel to 30 minutes or less. 45 minutes or less. <laughs> Standards have gone down slightly. Electric Julia. At that, at, that, at that bomb pizza, whatever that plot was. Oh, yeah, because you were in that movie. Yes. Yeah, you were a pizza boy with a bomb on you. Yes. And that happened. You, yeah, that happened in life. Uh, and you did you, uh, you said that you use your roles to get at Ethan. How did that affect Ethan's life negatively, playing that role? Because... Did Ethan work in pizza? Ethan likes pi- pizza. Ethan likes pizza a lot. Uh-huh. And... The idea of an awkward guy having a bomb strapped to his chest with a very problematic sidekick mm. next to him right. is a night terror Ethan Sinislowski has often. And you know these things. That's so crazy that you got oh, I know. I plant, like I said, I planted the seeds. So you make, you've make given him one. all of his anxieties. So you've created Inception. Why do you need to create a time machine? <laughs> yeah. I'm not done with anything. <laughs> you've got it's, a lot of irons in the fire, it yes. sounds like. I mean, your hatred is fueling human technology. How else is human technology that's fueled? That's a really selfish Socialism? Use, don't you think? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what that's I'm what saying. I'm saying. Yes. All tech, that's all capitalism is, is <laughs> advancement Fueled by hatred. So you're a big capitalism fan. Oh, I'm a very big <laughs> capitalism fan. <laughs> running for running for uh, mayor of yes. wherever the hell or governor, whatever, whatever, I, whatever, whatever you're doing. Um, yes. Do you think Lex Luthor was an exaggeration? That's that was yeah that was you no. really that was probably the most method you've ever been in a role. I would imagine yes. it was like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. <laughs> Everyone thinks that role is based on Max Landis. Is it? <laughs> yes, it is. But also Jesse Eisenberg's fueled. Desire to destroy Ethan. I gotta say, everything you've said so far is kind of based on Max Landis. (laughs) (laughs) Your whole like thing, like you know, like you haven't said you've pushed a woman, but like I feel like like, this is your bright moment. This it's a bright spot. It's a bright spot in my life. So you don't think you're ever gonna give this up? You're never gonna let Ethan just be at peace. Well, maybe, you know, I'm young. Retirement age is 65, and everyone... Can, Not for you. Everyone can live with that. Yeah. Everyone can of hold themselves to that standard. There's oh, yeah, yeah. Every, we all, every American can retire at 65 comfortably. Yeah, but, my dad uh, had we? a heart attack at work at uh, 66, but whatever, you know, it all works out. Yes. <laughs> That's why if he had retired at 65... Oh yeah, because that was yeah. If that was if that was just more in the cards, <laughs> that option if that option was only more available. <laughs> Listen, no, I'm listening, Jesse. I have, I have <laughs> enough money to send Ethan Sinislowski a flaming pile of turd every day until he dies. You could do that for free now. <laughs> well, postage costs what it costs. So you have enough money for p- 
postage stamps for a life. That's not that. That's not impressive. Well, delivering it to on fire is the tricky thing. You have to. You have to. Yeah, explain that. You have to call like a courier service. You have to get tracking from. It's it's certified mail. It's it's a complicated thing. You got to know a guy. You got to know, like. a, guy. You gotta know, know a guy. I know a guy. Because there is a website I found that you can uh, for it's tiered pricing, but they will escalate the type of shit they want you to that you want to send someone in a box like for, like base levels like dog shit, but for like a hundred bucks a box, it's like elephant shit or like like moose shit. We it's really need cool. to exchange contact information. No, no, I'll, I'll get you podcast. in touch with this website I found when I was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. I mean, what a business. Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of. I mean, if you got a lot of shit laying around, yeah. oh, that's enterprising. Yeah, yeah, I will send your enemies dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's capitalism. <laughs> I can get behind, <laughs> but that's about the end of it for me. I think. Um, I mean, like, what do you, you said? That's a hobby of yours, Jesse. Like, what do you even else do you even do in your spare time? Is it is your whole free time preoccupied with this fucking? Yeah, joker? are you sideshow Bob? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I'm getting you're getting I'm getting a lot of sideshow vibes. I'm getting vibe show Bob over hey, here. Listen, that's uh, his. That's his curly hair, <laughs> brown curly haired people who are hell bent on killing people are friends of Academy Award nominee Jesse Eisenberg. Of course, of course. Uh, so you're friends with the cartoon. I am friends with the cartoon. <laughs> that's another device I'm inventing is to make cartoons real. I have a prototype for that. And what I'm going the reason I'm doing that is because Ethan Sensolowski is a very big fan of the TV show The Simpsons. He is. Mm. I've noticed that. He actually and even has I, tattoos of the If the I make those cool characters, world. if I make those characters alive, it will destroy the illusion. And Derek, I want to destroy the only thing that keeps Ethan grounded in in life. Derek, can we sidebar for a second? Yeah. I think this guy's fucking crazy. I think this guy's nuts. I don't know. I don't feel safe here, but like, luckily we don't have curly hair. No. I think we're safe. But like, what do we do? Do we warn Ethan, or do we? Or is he just gonna listen to this episode and find out? Like, I mean, I Ethan know. should be listening to this episode. So yeah, if he's not listening. To this episode, what if, is he doing? With if his if life? he's not listening to this episode, he's been lying to me for a long time about how much he likes the podcast. Yeah, I mean, if he, yeah, if he's not listening to these episodes, then like maybe it's your job to pick up that 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 vendetta since oh, uh, shit. old Jesse Eisenberg here is retired. Oh shit! Yeah, well, yeah. What if you? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, this is apropos nothing. But Jesse, if when you uh, when you finally do give this up and you retire at sixty five, let's say you still hate Ethan, are you going to pass the torch to somebody else? I have a maybe high, like some I kind of a, vines, like some TikTok star or something. Oh no, it's hating Ethan Sanislawski is like the Dalai Lama. As soon as one dies, another is born that day. Oh, so we don't know who will. We don't know who it will be. Wait, and is it also like another Ethan Stanislavski will be born? Possibly. Actually, or are you inventing fact. another machine to prevent reincarnation? Yeah, you got a lot of lofty goals. I have very lofty goals. <laughs> also, there's one fun fact. Oh, well, yeah. There is one other Ethan Sinislawski in this country. Whoa. He is a college basketball player at Division Three for Youngstown State University. You didn't have to say Division Three. You said Stanislavski already. <laughs> his name before that... <laughs> His name before that, he's very good. He's a great point guard. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad he to was that. a state champion for Maslin High School in Ohio. Right. right. Jackson High School in Maslin, Ohio. Uh huh. He's a state champion point guard, senior captain. Uh huh. Named Ethan Seneslowski. Google alert. Anytime Ethan has Google alert, it's not about comedian Ethan Seneslowski. <laughs> it's about this fucking legendary point guard. Point guard for Ohio Wesleyan, but he transferred to Mount Union College because he was too good for Ohio Wesleyan. Wow. You know what his name was before? He changed it. I changed it. You changed it. I changed it. You know what it was? What? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I made someone give up I mean, the faith of Islam. How does this go? This, I don't think there's a bottom. <laughs> it's like all dicks and no holes. I don't think there's a bottom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Uh, that, is, that is wild. And so, But like... 
okay. <laughs> so obviously you don't have a vendetta against that, Ethan, because no, he's my friend. Yeah, because he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's still underage, but I buy him beer constantly as a thank you for his gesture. You Jesse Eisenberg and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just hanging out. I like that. I like that image. Not basketball player Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, of course, Not the other basketball one. player, the younger one. Yeah, the one who now goes by, by Ethan. Yeah, the Sinoflosky. Ethan formerly known as Kareem, <laughs> which is not the episode title. Uh, what do you think about his uh, show Night Church? Are you a fan? Do you oh, fuck no. with that at all? You ever... I enjoyed the show. Are you the reason that I saw his balls at one of those shows? <laughs> yes. I, th- I knew it was you. Yes, you are. I feel like I saw like Alfred Hitchcock-esque fact, silhouette of uh, you against the wall that night. Derek, were you at the show where Ethan showed his balls? No. Which no, one? Am but I I'm right? glad I wasn't. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, you were at the one where he played uh, Jewish Han Solo, I believe. Yes. Okay. I, I was at the one where he had because sex with I've, a blow-up doll. I've made sense. I've made a commitment to having Ethan humiliate himself. He, f- I, I gave him the ability to do that on stage. Oh, wow. He has a voice. Like I said, I'm Manchurian Candidate. A voice of shame and humiliation. If he's good at one thing... It's being ashamed. And you know who's responsible for that? Judaism. Academy, <laughs> Academy Award nominee, Jesse Eisenberg. You know who's responsible for that? Judaism. <laughs> Take my wife, please. Uh, uh, how do you, when you say you Manchurian candidate these things, what do you do? You like whisper into his ear while he sleeps? So what is your method for this? I mean, I don't want you to give away all your I don't secrets. Want, I don't want to tell you. You don't have to say all the herbs and spices. Think of, all like, the, think of all the variations of my specific method of destroying another human being. If that was out there, it yeah. would be chaos. It would be chaos. I'm an altruistic person. That's I love true. all people. Except except one. I mean, I guess that's better than a lot of people. Like most people hate like lots of people. And like I guess to only really hate one person is kind of progressive. That's why I'm the most progressive weird. candidate for Yeah. <laughs> now we finally Governor circle Mayor back to your actual in progressive Bloomington, Indiana. He only has one enemy. And Everyone he doesn't even friend. live there. Yeah, yeah. So what's your slogan? Fuck Ethan Stanislavski. Oh, Why that's right. That's and, right. And, that, and you have you done gonna, the market research? Yeah. Do you feel like that's going to be a winning platform? If the comedy scene of Blooming Indiana is any <laughs> indication, then yes, that would be highly effective. <laughs> well, they are big vote. The voter turnout from those scenes, they're big. Yes. They, they show up. Big. All twelve of them <laughs> make up the del- uh, large constituency. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you get in good with them, so is that how this start? No, it didn't start because this was no. before. Yeah, I, I thought it was a political move, but this is all just a happy accident. It seems like. Uh, no, so it was, nothing's an accident in my life. No, no, no. You were definitely just, a sociopath. Yes. <laughs> you were absolutely a sociopath. I'm the sociopath who knows very well that he's a sociopath. And no wonder they had you play Mark Zuckerberg, you know? Yes, exactly. It's beautiful. And that kid from Zombieland, Double Tap. Anyone and Max see Landis. <laughs> and Max Landis. I did not play Lex Luthor. I played Max Landis playing as Max, Lex Luthor. Just like it's Academy Award nominee... Jesse Eisenberg, it's Max Landis as Lex Luthor. Oh, oh I'm changing it now. I'm changing it to that, Max Luthor. That's the, Max Luthor? That's the Snyder cut of that movie. That's the Snyder yeah, cut. Yeah, and I'm wearing a luchador mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Max Luthor. That's a, that's a big mashup. I like that. That's a lot of stuff coming together. Uh, before we go to plugs here, Jesse, uh, what's on the horizon for you? Obviously, you've probably got some movie coming out, but like, really, I guess, what's your next uh, uh, plan to sabotage Ethan? I mean, you're here in L.A. Oh, He's here in L.A. Are you he, doing anything today? He is uh, on the internet at, <laughs> at Ethan Stan Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Go there. Dox him. <laughs> Yeah? You think that's just a full-on doxing? Full-on doxing. There's nothing at stake here. Has Ethan ever been doxed before? Yes, he has. Oh, really? Yes, he has. You know who's responsible for that? Judaism? He's <laughs> 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 I was just going <laughs> to... 
I was, I was going for the callback, but also maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he angered he, a synagogue. He, he angered uh, a devoted group of people. Oh, uh, okay. Then we'll just say yeah, that. Do you, they have, were, do you have fans that are like doing your bidding? Yes. What are they called? Eisenstands? <laughs> I'm just proud, guessing. Proud, are they fans of the proud acting method? Proud, proud guys? Proud guys. <laughs> 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 that might be the episode title. <laughs> well, uh, shit. So I guess people, yeah, people should go follow Ethan Stan Comedy to 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 harass him. But he also, I guess he's got shit. I mean, if they wanted to show up at, like night church and like heckle or yes, like they could show up loudly, uh, March twenty twenty second. Will you be there? Oh, I will be there. Oh, you won't. I will be there. Oh, you will, will be there. You're like a the you won't see me of the. You won't pack? see me. The, the, the black box. You won't hear me. The black bo- That's a parody song. Oh, shit. You won't see me. You won't hear me. <laughs> you, you won't feel me. your zappings up. <laughs> I freeze your tag. <laughs> that one I- guy got banned for saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, March 26th? 22nd. 22nd. I was Fourth close. Sunday of every month. Yeah, Happy people year. can go there and harass him yes. uh, in Night Church. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're a very funny sketch group, but I know that you probably have. You have oh, no, I think they're very funny. You too. like them. You just still I just think hate they're Ethan. fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I like how. I, you know why I like them? Because Ethan um, destroys himself. Yeah. Not just on stage. No. Off stage. Oh, yeah. He's a nervous wreck. He's a nervous wreck before every show. Yeah, he's mm. teetering every day. Every, <laughs> every day. But on the week of the show, he progresses into madness every time. And then he repeats the cycle every month like a ver- person who's got shit figured out. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, of course, uh, I should have mentioned this earlier. This episode is, of course, coming out on... Uh, uh, a Friday at some point. Uh, Friday, this Friday, March 13th. Uh, I guess uh, since we're in the middle of plugs here, uh, Derek, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, boy. Uh, well, oh boy. The, the podcast is coming back. Uh, just got to, Papa Bear's got to figure out a few things first. Uh, yeah. The Explain Yourself podcast, which I got to get you I got to get you on. I would love to be on it. Uh, it's a great concept for a show. Uh, tell people what it's about if they don't know. Well, the sole idea is just to talk, uh, talk to talk to bros. Mm. Uh, have some bro time. Yeah. Because, uh, like, so th- that's the thing. It's just, like, we're not not used to having serious conversations about like feelings and shit and mm. figuring out like how did you learn how to be a person totally totally that's great uh yeah it's basically kind of trying to deconstruct like masculinity toxic or otherwise yeah like all the shit around that surrounding that yeah that's great uh and, and it, there are some episodes out there now people can find yeah there's uh, a there's a 23 episodes that are currently available nice. on uh, itunes or soundcloud um i've got like 10 more in the bank but uh i am i am fun employed right now so, uh, <laughs> high five yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely if you would check that out for sure uh, and you're on social media is that your name right yeah, yeah, yeah at uh at derek lemos two r's ick and derek and lemos like uh uh my the, the eventual comedy album is like when life gives you lemos oh so, it's so good yeah, so i like that. that's exactly how it's how it's spelled i love that uh anything else either of you would like to promote before i do my bullshit just fuck Ethan. You know who cried on an upcoming episode <laughs> of Derek's podcast? Oh, I mean, probably, a, I could think of a couple white men, but. Ethan uh, Stanislavski. Yep, that checks Specifically out. Specifically Ethan Stanislavski. Uh, you know, I thought I did hear somebody chuckling, like, during that sensitive yes. moment. Yes. I'm, I'm yes, glad to did. know it wasn't my ears playing, or it wasn't the, the mushrooms that I had done earlier. <laughs> you know who cried uh, during a short film screening at a uh, dive bar recently? 
not Ethan Sasowski, Kevin Anderson. So I'm going to be on I'm, the podcast soon. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Yeah, and then group. Whitney Melton tried to talk to me about bullshit. Like, hey, you move to stand up? I'm like, I'm fucking crying right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me a second. That was very emotional for me. Uh, uh, as for me, everybody, um, March 18th, Wednesday, March 18th at 8.30 at Player One in North Hollywood, uh, Joel Samataro and I are doing video game game show. It's the first installment of comedians playing in a Super Smash Bros. tournament where we fuck with them and make them do weird shit while they're playing the game to make it very difficult like play with mittens on or uh do complex math equations while they're trying to fight or if you get to the finals eat a dave's reaper wing from uh, dave's hot chicken down the street and that is gonna fuck some people up i can't wait to see who gets to the finals that is at 8 30 on wednesday the 18th if you're in the north hollywood area come out for that other than that at kb anderson yo and all the things to follow me at bleak pod to follow this podcast rate review subscribe phone a friend use a lifeline fuck you stanislavski <laughs> uh derek thank you so much for being here buddy yeah, thank you dude let's not make it so long next time before you're back on uh, let's not uh let's not have both of my grandparents die <laughs> in the course of like 18 months. What do you got any left? <laughs> I got two more. Ah, I got shit. two more. All right, all right. Fingers crossed, baby. <laughs> Hang in there. No, I feel you, of course. I understand. Uh, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg, I mean, I, I don't. I would say I wish you best, but you're obviously killing it. So, like. Yes. And Kevin. Yes. I just want to say thank you. Oh, sure. Me. You're a very kind soul. Yeah. I hope nothing but good things happen to you. Same to you, Derek. That I sounds like. Nothing but the great things on you. Foreboding. Yeah, I'm worried. No, your guys are wonderful. This thank is ad- utterly sincere. Okay. But fuck Ethan Stanislavski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck Ethan Stanislavski. We'll see you next week. Not with Ethan Stanislavski. Bye. Bye.